Hello everyone and welcome back to the JoyClicks Gamescast. I'm your host Christian Buckley here for episode 115 with Sick Boy Kevin Diaz. How are you doing? Are you feeling any better, man? Bro, I dodged it left and right, up and down, you know, in the Two depths years. of Phoenix, bro. Two years, bro. Have you got it? No, knock on wood, but no. Damn, I'm about to go to New York, so I'm nervous, stuff. but... Oof. Yeah, bro, <laughs> I would be careful, bro. It's yeah. No, it's very much... And it's definitely going around Phoenix. I don't know if it's, mm. like, I don't know about the numbers nationwide. I can't speak to that, but mm-hmm. in Phoenix, it's def Like, a lot of my friends got COVID at the, at, at the same time, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I've been okay. You know, it was pretty rough. It wasn't, like horrible knock on wood it wasn't like horrible but there was like a day there where i was like all right no this is pretty rough i ain't gonna hold you like it was like this it was like day two where i was like nah man this ain't it this ain't it um Mm -hmm. but yeah luckily we had you know a really good game to to sink some hours in to pass the time you know and um yeah doing okay doing good nice road to part one went unabated but Unfortunately, yeah. last week it was you. Like I, I tested positive um, Tuesday night. I think so. I think it was Tuesday night. Yeah, because I woke up Wednesday morning to the text. I think. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Um, but yeah, doing okay. How are you, good sir? How are you? I'm all right. Uh, Massachusetts dealing with a big heat wave lately. Uh, mm. Today's like the first day uh, in a while that I don't have to have the AC on. Like I could have it on, but I don't have to right now, which is right. nice. Um awesome. but yeah, other than that, just uh playing some games, watched Prey this past weekend. Loved that. Is this 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 really might be dumb. Is Prey related to the Predator? Is that Yes. Oh it is. It is Okay. Yes, it is a Predator movie. It's in the Predator franchise, but it's like how Prometheus was in the Alien franchise, kind of, like, different title. Oh, I didn't even know that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Super, super good. Breezy, hour 40. Mm. Loved it. It, I, it might be my favorite movie I've seen this year. Wow. It beats out Top Gun very, very narrowly, but... Top Gun Maverick? Yeah. Bro, Top Gun Maverick was a fucking journey, bro. <laughs> I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of movie talk too. I also watched Lightyear during my okay. during my COVID slumber. Um, I, I definitely thought it was good. You know, nothing mm-hmm. like didn't like change my life. Like it wasn't like a Pixar like out of the park type thing. But I thought it was good. Nice hour half. Definitely uh, recommend watching it. It's cool. It's some. Um, it's a pretty cool sci fi too. It's pretty cool. Nice. I liked it. Well, we got a whole bunch of stuff that's gone down since the last episode. We're going to talk about some of it, some of the stuff that's stuck with us since then. But first, some brief patch notes. Uh, checking in on the Summer Game Fest. This mm-hmm. would have been a recap for last episode, but unfortunately, Kevin, you have gotten zero points for a big PlayStation showcase in July. Ah, uh, I hate to see it. I hate to see yeah. it. Now, okay, it's it's... <laughs> let's keep moving the goalposts why not september fellas well september i think is what we talked about when you made the prediction absolutely absolutely i just thought that would have been like a little bit too far out there but you know what fuck it why not we have we have remake in the beginning of september why not keep it going um i also i don't know if you said this maybe you did i think we're seeing hbo trailer 
on Last of Us Day. September 26th. Yeah. I think think, think that's where they're doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I feel like both of us have predicted that over the last, like, two years. (laughs) Like, or, like, a teaser or something. So, yeah, I'd probably, you know, with a surprise reveal that the first episode's premiering in 2022 watch that uh, closer to 2023 includes december 2022 my friend i'll give you like within the last two weeks of december yeah that's still 2022 uh you know is it you know you know the games industry where it's like hey after after game awards it's the new year you know oh this is show business baby (laughs) it's in game business oh man Hate to see it. So, speaking of game business, uh, there was a Take Two investors meeting, which we're going to talk about later in the show. But one of the things that came out of this, because I believe two episodes back, as of recording, we did our fall preview. Uh, Midnight Suns, previously going to be releasing, I think October 9th or sometime in the first week of October, has been pushed. The PS5, Xbox Series S and X, and PC versions will now be releasing before. March 31st of 2023 with the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch version, which was already murky, uh, being grouped together as delayed indefinitely. So, mm. Mm. There was another game that got delayed, too. That I was... Season, I believe. Was it? I know that got delayed, but is that the one I'm talking about? I'm, I'm thinking about... I think it was. I think it was Season. Yeah. 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 Tragic. So. Tragic. Uh, Midnight Suns, I believe, was my hype when we did the the pick. I wasn't enthusiastic about it, but it's funny because I was, again, looking at some stuff we're going to talk about later in this episode as well with Gotham Knights, and I was like, I'm glad I picked that as my hype. And I was like, wait, no, I picked that as my hold of. I don't know anymore, man. <laughs> it's just... Mm. It, I think the fall is a little spotty. I still think it's going to be okay. I think I think it's going to be an okay fall. I, th- I mean, October has a lot to work with. You know, yeah, Marford. I mean, My Warfare Two, Gotham Knights. You know what I'm saying? There's definitely some others. There's other noble stuff in there for sure. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, right? I mean, like Persona Five's coming to Switch. Nah, but nah, that's an yeah, old game. Nah, it's you know, it's, it's you know, no, nah, yeah, it's whatever. Um, a new, a new, a new, a new Pokemon. God of that War. November. You know, I'm excited. For yeah, Pokemon, yeah, for sure. That's in November. You know. And hopefully, even though, hey, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to drop in December, but Callisto Protocol, you know, in January. Yeah, that's not, I'm stoked for that one. Um, that one, I, I I still believe. I still believe in December. That's fair. No, I, I accept the hope. I, mm-hmm. I, I like a nice bundle of hope, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, while we're talking game delays... Are you still feeling good about Ragnarok? Yes. Okay. Overall, yes. Okay. But, man, I don't know. Anything can happen. It's a long way to November. It's a long way. You know? Mm -hmm. It's a long way. And, I mean, speaking, we brought up moving goalposts for this PlayStation presentation earlier. I think at one point there was a conversation about uh like believing if god of war would hit this year i think it was before the date but it was like if we don't see it by when and i think we said like august or september so like still window but like saw it the cg trailer um we saw a pre-order uh-huh we saw a release date 
You know, those were visible things that we read, right, fellas? Sure. You know I, I guess I must have just misunderstood no, I mean, the sentiment. I thought you were talking about, you know, gameplay. I'm, the... I'm definitely bending the goalposts, but you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we, you know, we, we, we saw some things, perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be right yeah. We did see the game. It's like, it's, it's like how I lost, uh, that infamous bet. I said, I should have chosen my words more carefully. I said, uh, what did I say? Uh, they will announce a third Marvel exclusive before saying the word infamous once. Little did yeah. I think they'd be like, hey, infamous isn't happening. Sorry. <laughs> if you said scene, hey, that probably would have worked, you know? Yeah. Oh, well. Well, let's talk about some of the games we've been playing. This is a slow week, so POTS will be diving into the backlogs a little bit. So at the top of the show, going to be talking mainly about the actual stuff that we have played lately. Uh New thing dropped between today and last recording, so we'll leave to that. The second wave of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course DLC pack. Um, played through it with my brother. All eight tracks. Everything's returning. Um, there's a couple from Tor. There is one new track, which is pretty cool, unexpected. Um... Outside of the tracks that are, so the tracks that are new to me, right? Like the tour ones and then this new one, uh, it was called like Sunday Mountain or something. It's just a giant ice cream course. Uh, The ice cream one is the best one easily. Uh, Tour does this interesting thing because you played the last wave, right? No, I haven't bought it yet, actually. Oh, okay, okay. No, I haven't bought it yet. So the tour courses are really interesting and I didn't really register this the first time I played through the first wave with the tour courses, but... The tour courses are designed differently than the Mario Kart ones and like different from past Mario Kart games where every single tour map, every lap is different. It's not like you're repeating a map. It's like there's three lanes. And then when you return to like a familiar hub of that course, it's like, oh, the lane you just went down is blocked. Now go down this lane. And then that's a different, like, leg of the race. So, in hindsight, that's cool. I didn't realize that was just Tor's gimmick. Um, But there's, like, New York... I think it's called New York Minute is one of the Tor courses where you're driving through just a, like, Times Square, essentially. Um, So those were neat. Uh, The returning ones were like the standard Mario Kart courses from the past. Uh, the exciting one is from Mario Kart DS. It is called Waluigi Pinball. A fantastic song, and the entire course takes place in a giant pinball machine, and there's like pinballs bouncing back and forth you gotta avoid. Mm-hmm. So 90% of these courses are returning, but the new one obviously is the highlight, and then the seeing Waluigi Pinball in Super HD is... Uh, very nice. And hearing the the version of it on Switch is cool. Yeah, yeah. Good to hear. Definitely good to hear. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, and it was interesting, too, because the last time we got the courses, I was, like, confused because one of, I think it was, like, Ninja Hideaway was easily the best course of the first batch. And I didn't see, like, a label because every single course is like, oh, this was from GBA, this is from the DS, this is from N64. Ninja Hideaway didn't have a label, and I was like, is this a tour course? And nobody like ever said anything about it. 
so I just assumed it was a Tor course, but then this new one that isn't from Tor isn't labeled either. So now I'm wondering if that one was new or if it like launched the same day on Tor, so nobody made a big deal about it, but hmm. if they keep the trend up, if it's like at least one like new course per thing, that's a nice welcome surpri- surprise, I think. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. As someone who was very critical about this whole thing, uh, it's a cool move. Definitely a good move. Yeah. Um, but in your COVID times, you've been playing an oldie but a goodie. You've dove in on Mass Effect 2, and you're almost done with it, right? Yeah, I've put 26 hours into it since last Thursday. And, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really hooked on this game. Um, I have, like, three more loyalty missions to complete, and then we're going to go in and try and stop the collectors. You know what I'm saying? We're going we're gonna to do the thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love this game. I think this is leaps and bounds better than the first Mass Effect. I enjoy the first Mass Effect, but, like, you can definitely tell, like, okay, like, they were in their bag with Mass Effect 2, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we're spoiling the shit out of this game, by the way. We're oh, going to yeah. spoil it, all right? So, dip. Skip ahead, like, dip. five, six minutes if you're sensitive to Mass Effect 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love the way and how they put Shepard in the second game from the intro of, you know, him dying, the whole Normandy fleet going down. A lot of them survived, seemingly. I think all of them survived, or maybe a few didn't. I don't know. But, like, I think most of them survived the the Normandy crash. Um, and uh, Cerberus rebuilds you over the course of two years. And so I just think that's so cool and a way to, like, give you a good like jumping off point to show like a changed galaxy, you know, and to show mm-hmm. a really good sense of like time progression and everything. Um, and including, you know, a lot of your crew are out in the galaxy doing other things. And, uh, you know, they've like gone away from the Alliance and like, and like working for them as a whole. Right. So, some stayed, you know, but you know, some have moved on and, um, man, Christian, I guess, yo, Caden's upset at me, bro. I, 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 I I, I can't get over it, bro. I really can't, you know? Yeah. I was trying to, like, Caden, I hear you, bro. I, I understand. But I was hoping, because when I, when I found Garrus, right, I was like, Garrus, listen, I don't trust these guys, you know? But I, I, I trust you, you know what I'm saying? So as long as we have, like, an inner trust here, you know? I also trust Jack. No, I don't trust Jack. I, I trust Jacob a lot. Shout out to Jacob, right? New mm-hmm. new guy. Um, but I'm like, Garrus, like, if I can make sure I can keep my old crew in the inner circle, like Tali, right? I was hoping to hopefully bring Caden um, with me, but he was definitely upset that we're working with Cerberus and all that. So it is yeah. what it is. Um, I, I remember, because um, when I played Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 2 is the only one I've beaten out of any of them. Um and I played it on PS3, so I didn't have access to the original game. I didn't know Ashley was a racist, so I saved her in the motion comic recap. Mm. Um, and when she showed up, when Caden showed up for you, like, late game, she was also mad. So I think that just carries over no matter what, who you saved. Like, I don't think there's a way to avoid that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I do specifically remember that. I was like, oh, I'll save this girl. And then I don't hear about her for the entire game. It's like, oh, she shows up and she's mad? 
that I saved her? No, that's not why. <laughs> and then she just kind of faded away, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Like, you know, with a game like this, right, and, like, how, you know, I think it's so cool, like, how they carried over my save from the first Mass Effect, right? And mm-hmm. um, they track my choices in that, right? Like, that's such a cool thing. So it's really, like, it's really just the character model and, like, name swap, but, like, ultimately... It's the same like trajectory of the uh, like this character that you save in ME one is going to be upset at you for working with Cerberus in ME two. Is that kind of like most of the choices are for the most part? To my understanding, yes. Um, and like, I'll I'll be very vague, but like character deaths as well from the first game. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Also, that's who I wonder. Yeah. So, like, Rex has died in your game, right? Unfortunately, yes. Fuck Ashley. We killed her, though. So, again, in my game, Rex... Like, I didn't make the choice that led to Rex's death in the comic. So, Rex is, like, not a party member, but I have a dialogue with him at one point, and then I move on to a new planet. So, like, um, there's some elements like that. There's some things that are more consequential between games from what i understand but um yeah in terms of some of the choices it is sort of more of like a this character fills this role depending on your choice and then uh they either will fade away or they'll come back to you or they'll do something else and help progress i don't think it's like anything super major that you'd be missing out on yeah what i'm aware of man now i'm wondering like how would have rex and grunt interacted damn i I see it like i wanted to know yeah i kind of wanted to see that i do like grunt though Grunt's cool. Yeah, Grunt, Grunt is awesome. I took him um, to speak with Rex, I think. It's been like nice. 10 years since I played this game, but I did have him in the party when I met Rex. So nice, nice. That was cool. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, we've already gone off in here, but like, I just love, like, these characters, right? And, like, there's there's some that I don't like, right? Like, there's some I don't trust. Zaid, don't really trust that much. Kasumi, eh, you know. Eh. Mar- Mar- Miranda, I definitely don't trust. I think I think you know. I still have yet to do her loyalty mission, but you know, don't really trust her. But big ups to Grunt, big ups to Samara, big ups to Garrus. Thane is one of the OG, not like the OGs, but like Thane's a real one. Definitely yeah, like dude. Thane. Yeah, Thane's really cool. Thane, Thane was my favorite party member when I played through. Love him so much, and I'm so I'm cool. so surprised that a, a quest line that is that good and a character that's that well realized was a DLC. That's wild. Right? He's completely in a, like inessential to that game if you played it at launch. Because what? Thane is DLC? I think Zaid is also DLC. Maybe. Let me look it up. I think keep, so. Keep going, though. Um, I, I got to give a big shout out to Morden, though. Morden might be so far my favorite loyalty mission, mm-hmm. I think. Like, Jacobs was pretty cool and everything, and, like, just this cool, you know, story about how this ship went down and, like, they got stranded and a lot of the crew went crazy over spoiled food and all that. But Morden, you know, he is the reason for the genophage of the, um, uh, what's, uh, grunts? Oh, of the Krogan species, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, that was a big point in the first Mass Effect, right? Of, like, hey, um... Saren had other Krogan, right? And, like, he, like, had a way to bypass the, the 
Jennifer to a certain capacity, and we unfortunately didn't get to have that see through because we just. And I feel like I made the right call there, where it's like, and like if if the Krogan are going to come back, they can't be under Saren's rule. Like like that's 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 insane, you know. But to confront the scientist that was that was responsible for the genophage, at first I was like, I don't want to do your loyalty mission. Like, dude, like you like did a horrible thing. But mm-hmm. when you get to hear how he talks about his decision to make the genophage, how like he had some projections that if the Krogan kept multiplying at this rate, the galaxy would collapse inevitably. Right, just mm-hmm. based off like their demeanor and their strength and how powerful they were physically, but their overall might, right? So you couple that, and then the way like Morden talks about his choice, like through a very like religious, like philosophical way, and how he makes it very apparent, like I didn't want to kill all of them intentionally, and then and like that took a lot of work to control how many of them are present. Right. Mm-hmm. And like he talks about like it's a nurturing like type of coddle type of thing, like almost like a Thanos type of thing. Right. Sure. Like from like Thanos's perspective. And like although like at, at at the end of the day, like what what he did was definitely wrong. Right. I thought it was really cool that that loyalty mission and the way they wrote Morden made me truly like feel like a type of like, OK, like I actually understand where you're really coming from, you know, and like I don't hate you that much more than, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did tell him, Hey, keep, keep the work that your student was doing to, um, eliminate the genophage, you know, if you, if you want to in the future. So I do hope that my decision on keeping that genophage work pays off in the third mass effect. We'll see. Um, mm-hmm. but I love little things like that. I just love where the universe is at right now. We still have the council that still doesn't fully somehow they still don't fucking fully buy that the Reapers are out there, bro. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, what? Like, so we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I am really into this game. I love this game. Oh yeah. Um combat's a lot better a lot better than the first game, you know, but definitely like I have a slanted view on that because it felt already better with the legendary edition of first Mass Effect. Yeah. Um, from the original release, as as like a lot of people say, and what they've said as well, Bioware. Um, but yeah, I think the last thing you know, I'll end up with you know, we'll have ending thoughts next week when the, when I I definitely beat the game. But like, I just gotta think, man. Like, what what the hell happened to Bioware, bro? What what happens, bro? What happened? Yeah, you know, um, I think. Honestly, I think it is the same thing that happened to Bethesda, dude, where publisher was like, uh, we need to get with the times if we want to stay alive and keep making money. So we need to do Destiny clones. And then they did Anthem and their B team did Andromeda. And here we are. That sucks, man. That sucks, bro. Because, yo, let me tell you something. Like, this is, this is quality stuff. This is a quality game right here. You know, mm-hmm. quality. Like straight up, I I really enjoy this game. So hopefully they can uh, come back with uh, you know. Also, I'm curious about not like the new Mass Effect, right? Like what you know, mm-hmm. very very curious and excited that I can be on that hype train with y'all. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I don't mean to hype you up too much, but 
I feel like I've made it very clear with my taste in games, like how important an ending is for me. Um, Mass Effect 2 for a very long time was in my top 10 for all the reasons you're saying, but because of the ending as well, that really cemented it up there. Uh, the only reason it is fallen to the wayside is because I have not like, I feel like I'm lacking context, you know? It feels like I saw, like, Red... I only saw The Empire Strikes Back, so I can't say it's necessarily my favorite if I've only, like, seen 20 minutes of Return of the Jedi, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But regardless on its own, yeah, get prepared. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I mean, like, we haven't even talked really a lot about that, where, like, the whole point of, like, doing these loyalty missions and we're recruiting these... these um specific people and species from different plants and everything is that like we're like building a team to take on this incredible task i guess which is to go through the omega-4 relay which is apparently very hard to come back from nobody mm -hmm. has done it before and we're fighting the collectors right and the collectors mm -hmm. what we what i've revealed so far they are working with the reapers and or wait i'm trying to remember are the collect because it was revealed i'm We're, not gonna say anything because i don't remember yeah, don't. what reveals happen when <laughs> i know there was a reveal that the uh the protheans are the collectors from like a genetic standpoint i think or are the the protheans are either the reapers or the collectors i forgot which one specifically i think maybe the reapers i forgot but the proteins are like they didn't fully necessarily die. Like, they evolved into another species. I think they are the Reapers, actually. And they're coming back to take the guy. Yeah, I think I think that's what's going down. I think that's what was revealed. And the stakes are high as hell. Uh, elusive man? I don't know. I don't know Great about performance, this. though. Oh, great performance, but I don't know about this dude. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. That's why I'm I'm trying to keep an inner circle with my OG crew members. Like, yo, like if shit hits the fan, y'all gotta ride with me. Like in a in like a different way than like Miranda will ride with me. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Really, yeah. really curious to hear what you think about her loyalty mission after uh, it's all said and done. Definitely, definitely. I she she was rolling in my crew <laughs> again. I didn't have context of the first game when I played it, but she was in my crew for most of it. Um, and before we move on from Mass Effect, I'll just say, Andromeda gets a lot of shit. I didn't ever beat it, but that game's not bad. It's like a seven and a half. It's as good as you think Days Gone is, I think. Yeah, I, I might, I might take a break after three, right? Yeah, and like if you get an itch, because yeah. four is probably years away still. Like, yeah, Andromeda's not bad. It's really not. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. We'll see. I hear it's not in sixty, so. Oh, is it? I That's it's so strange because I feel like that Andromeda was used to show off the PS4 Pro. I hear it's still in 30, but I could look it up. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. But yep, very excited for Mass Effect. Nice. Yeah, no, um, currently, according to Reddit, it's still in 30 frames, and there hasn't been like a update patch gotcha. for it. Damn, that sucks. Gotcha. Um... Sorry, I was I was I saw something that, that somebody was asking about if it's uh, FPS boosted on Xbox. I didn't know. Um, so the the only other thing that I've played, well, I, I did a playthrough of Uncharted two uh, since the last time we talked. Mm. Still ten, still Uncharted two. Nothing much to say there, but um, I I finished 
the last two endings of Near Replicant, and uh, this is far and away one of the best games I've ever played, like, period, ever. Um, just the way it, like, Kevin, the only comparison I can make to the way I'm impressed by this game is, like, the way that we were impressed by Metal Gear Solid 2. Like, that's a big statement, bro. Yeah. I mean, this game handles so many, like, themes and really, like, holds true to itself the whole time. And it, it covers things that, like, a lot of other games the past decade were praised for exploring, but it does, like, all of them. And it does each of them in the individual endings in ways that serve the story that it's telling about like identity and loss and revenge but in a way that like truthfully could not be told outside of a video game like remember we talked a lot about metal gear solid 2 as a story and it's like if this was made as a movie it would be a terrible movie that was on sci-fi at like 2 a.m but as a game it's fucking incredible uh that is the only way i can really describe near replicant without spoiling everything about it for anybody um and yeah the characters are great i think it is one of the strongest laura bailey performances i've ever seen in a game i played um she's a party member who there's a lot of depth behind how she like initially comes off um that the subsequent endings sort of unravel and I think the great part about the endings, because when I heard about all the automata praise, I was like, oh, you got to beat that game, what, 25 times? I'm, I'm not doing that. Um, the great part, so Replicant is split up into two halves. Like you're probably like a 15-year-old for one half, and then like you're in your 20s for the second half. And when you beat the game, you're sent back to basically like a third of the way through the second half of the game so it's really only the last like a couple hours of like the boss rush that leads up to the final boss so the whole like replaying thing didn't really hurt pacing for me because you're constantly progressing you're constantly leveling up the same character that carries over um and what's so great is that the in ending b like they recontextualize the story to make you question like your loyalties and your motivations as a character and you're just straight up mowing down people at that point so it's just like a very funny comparison ironic almost that like you're you're literally breathing on these enemies and they are dying and mm the way they sort of make you sympathize with them a little bit is like, oh, this is way easier for me than before, but God, it's harder to pull that trigger. So I, I think the point of like, because games have explored that before, like Shadow of the Colossus does that, Last of Us does that, but I think the thing that surprised me so much is because 2010, budget Square Enix game, and I, I don't think I've seen a game embrace being a game this much in terms of telling a story since mgs2 so 
I understand it's high praise, but it, the praise is deserved, I think. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Hmm. I think I have it on PS Plus, I believe. Okay. I think I do. Well, Replicant's the one that came out last year. Oh, wait, shit. Maybe I don't. Okay. Maybe not Replicant, but like the... And this one, Replicant's before the other Nier. Yes. So Nier Replicant was the 2010 game, which... It's it's funny because there's a series called Drakengard, and Drakengard was also done by Yoko Taro, and I think there's three Drakengard games, and the events of Drakengard 3 lead to what the beginning of Near Replicant is. So it's not even the first game in this, like, lore, but it's, like, the first Near game. It's kind of... I'm trying to think of a comparison. Um... I guess you could maybe say like Metal Gear or Metal Gear Solid, sort of. Mm. But yeah, Near Replicant is the first one. Near Automata is the second one. And then there's a mobile game. So all that in mind and all the praise that Near Automata has, I will be blown away if I like Automata more than this one because I, it just hit me that hard. Interesting. So. Okay. Yeah, I might, I might have to peep that. We'll see. Yeah. From what I know, because, like, story-wise, I'm pretty sure they're spaced out, like, significantly, like, a thousand years, at least, between Replicant and Automata, so, like, you can just hop in. Like, most people played Automata first. Right. Um, And from what I, like, the combat in Automata is so much better, from all accounts, because Platinum did it. They did the combat for that game. Um, You're a Platinum fan. You liked Vanquish a lot, right? I did like Vanquish. I did. Yeah. I don't know if I'm a Platinum fan. I, I think that's the only game I played from them. But Well, you really liked it, right? In the I liked Vanquish. The yeah, yeah. I really liked Vanquish. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and, like, Replicant was made, again, on a budget way lower than Automata way long ago. So the version of Replicant they did is, like, it's sort of like... From what I looked into of the original game, it is one more of one of those remakesters, you know, one of those. Uh, we got exactly. We got to pick a new name, bro. We got to. We got to pick a new name, bro. What? what what's the better <laughs> name, man? I don't know. I don't know, but it, it can't be a remakester. That that sounds like a really bad '90s movie. Like we got to mm. remakester starring Jim Carrey. Um, <laughs> but like, it, it really does look like it's completely like almost or it's like how xenoblade looks like a remake but they actually did stuff with the combat here to make it closer to automata so like i'm sure it's gonna feel better to play in the next one but yeah right story-wise incredible thinking about this game for a long time so i see that is that so let's talk about what you might have missed with you might have missed it what? Don't waste your time talking about me. You prob already did. I missed you. Uh, Pokemon Presents happened last week, last Wednesday. Got a deep dive on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the games releasing this November on the Nintendo Switch console. Uh, did you get a chance to watch this presentation? No, unfortunately I did not. Have you heard anything out of this presentation? 
the one that just went went, went down today, right? The uh, this was Splatoon today. Last week was Pokemon. Oh, uh, damn! I feel like I watched the Pokemon one, didn't I? You might have seen tweets. Like they usually tweet out a bunch of stuff on the I Nintendo think I, Twitters. I saw something about um, a Pokemon farting, something like that. Pokemon farting? I didn't see that. It was like a stomach ache thing. It was Mewtwo. Something. No. Oh, that is from Pokemon Cafe Mix, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Give me the rundown. So with Scarlet and Violet, Scarlet and Violet is one that you're thinking of picking up, right? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see for sure. We'll Mm -hmm. see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about some of the things in this game, and we'll see if that uh, influences you after this conversation. So... One of the things they highlighted was a, some, a thing that they teased before. We know the game is open world. We know that it, unlike Arceus, it is not going to have like loading zones between cities and regions and stuff like that. Arceus is, you have a hub base, you choose which zone, the lava zone, the snow zone, the fields, the ocean, which one you want to go to. You spawn there, and then that's the open region. They've made it very clear, Scarlet and Violet, the whole region is open world. Um, in addition to that, people speculated this, but you can do the gym challenge, the eight gym leader battles, in any order you want from the immediate start of the game. So you don't have to do the rock gym first, then the water gym. You can start with fighting if you want. You can start with flying. You can start wherever you want to go. So I think the initial choice is probably going to lead to a lot of variety in terms of, I guess, the stories and thoughts players have through their own journeys. But uh, unclear whether or not there's going to be level scaling for the gym battles. So like, if you wanted to go for the electric gym first and I wanted to go for the leaf gym first, would both of those be scaled to, hey, this is the first gym this player is doing? Right. So yeah. the typing is the thing you got to worry about more than I'm immediately going to the level 40 gym. You know, I was a level five. Interesting. Okay. So interesting. No full answer about that yet. There's been a lot of speculation and people are panicking because nobody likes how their answer. But that is one element of the open world they talked about. In addition to that, in addition to wanting to be the very best, there are two other storylines, two other main quests that mm. you could do, again, in any order, alongside the gym quest. They have not specified what those are. I imagine one of them will probably be related to the actual narrative they're trying to do with this game, where there's the past and the present theme. There is, like... um an academy you're going to like you're a student at this pokemon academy and you have classmates that you can battle you can work with and you're all sort of competing as students to progress with whatever the story quest is going to be and then a third quest i'm not sure they haven't really hinted one way or another but yeah three main storylines that you can tackle in any order whenever you want um I think that is interesting because they haven't really done anything like that before. It's pretty much always been the one dedicated quest in a Pokemon game, as you've seen in the ones that you've played. Yeah, yeah, okay. Inter- I'm 
Intrigued by the other uh, main quests. That that seems intriguing, I guess. You know, see what's up with that. Hmm. Yeah, because I know you only recently started playing some of the games, but you, you saw the Detective Pikachu, right? Like, you've seen other Pokemon stuff before. Yeah, like IP, like like as an IP. Yeah. 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 I saw the movie, the, 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 the Pokemon, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So... What's interesting is that within all the spinoffs and like the shows and the movies and stuff, they tend to highlight characters whose objective is not like the Ash Ketchum, I want to beat all the gyms and become the Pokemon champion. Um, And they haven't really done anything reflective of these other characters that like want to participate in the Pokemon pageant contest or become Pokemon rangers or you know like literally anything else besides battling so the idea that they're potentially allowing those types of characters to be represented through these quest lines is very intriguing so yeah definitely something to keep an eye out as we get closer to launch Mm. um they also once again detailed open world four-player co-op you can squat up with three other friends. You can travel across the open world, catch Pokemon together, battle people together, uh, and then raid battles, which were new for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Those are returning. However, they're going to be improved, slightly different mechanics for them, uh, more of a real-time battle system than what it was in Sword and Shield, which was like everybody chooses their uh, their attack, then we go one by one through the attack rotation, Uh it made things go very slowly. This, their approach here is, it's if it's your turn to attack, attack, send it out there. If people are trailing behind, they trail behind. So more of an ATV system, kind of. Yeah. Um, curious to see how that works, but I loved playing the raid battles before, so definitely interested in that. Does the idea of co-op appeal to you at all? I know uh, you, your cousin is a big fan of Pokemon. Yeah, um, and... Definitely in spirit, it does, right? Like, I don't know if we actually would, but I mean, maybe who knows? I don't, I don't rule it out, but like, I definitely see how that could be like a fun experience for sure with someone, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they've revealed the gimmick of this game the crystallized thing, right? The terrestrializing, crystallizing. So, essentially, what this is, is every Pokemon has a terrasta type which is a process where like in battle you can activate this they'll digivolve into this temporary form that can grant them a different type so like say you go into a battle with a pikachu kevin Mm -hmm. and you terrestrialize and your pikachu terrestrializes into a flying type suddenly some of the moves that would have been super effective against your electric Pikachu do nothing to you as a flying type. So an extra layer of strategy to worry about when you're going into battles because people could change type on the fly. Maybe okay. maybe a bit more uh, thought going into these encounters. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty interesting. Like, were, were people mad at that? Was anyone mad at that? No? Not that, like, I the think only that people, people that are upset about this are yeah. the people who want mega evolution to return because mega evolution started on the 3ds it's like 
Charizard temporarily has like a mega form where he's just all stats are better and he looks cooler. Uh, and every game since Mega was a thing, they've done something like Mega, but adding in different components. And then the people who loved Mega Evolution are just really mad that it's not Mega Evolution, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And lastly, Fido. Little Pokemon Beagle that looks like he's made of dough. He's got bagel ears. Adorable lad. Mm. Mm. Great name. I just need my whatever his name is, little the little ducky, whatever the fuck his name is. Quaxley. Quaxley, my boy. Yes, sir. That's my king. Ha, right have you there. seen LeChonk? LeChonk. Let me see. L E C H O N K. LeChonk. The hell is this? Oh, ew. Nah. Nah. Nope. I would make this dude. On the, on the Thanksgiving dinner table as soon as possible, bro. No, sir. I am surprised to hear this because LeChonk won the internet's heart. Really? When he was I'm revealed. Not, yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. LeChonk. Why Chonk? So I think it's a play on the Spanish word for pig. Wait. No, that's, I mean... I mean, chorizo. I mean... Um, hmm. I guess, okay, I guess I can kind of see that. But, I mean, not really. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. So, I, I just looked it up. Um, Lechon is a suckling pig. Lechon is derived from a Spanish word for roasted suckling pig. It's the most popular dish in the Philippines. Oh, I was unaware. I was unaware. Okay, I see. The more you know. Okay. Lechon. Okay, I see. Interesting. Interesting. Lechonk, old news after this presentation because of Fido. Did you see Fido? Let me me see Fido. Fido. Like, you know how, like, it's like, oh, here, Fido, like a dog name. F-I-D-O. Yeah, but at a UGH, like dough, like pizza dough. Oh. Wait. No. No, not just give me the Pokeball. Just let me see it. This the this little yellow dog? Oh yeah. oh he's dough rolls, I see. He's kinda cute. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I like him a little bit more for sure. Okay. I see. So the theory with Fido is that as he evolves, he will progressively become more and more baked dough. Mm. Is mm. he going to be like cream rough, like a dog, like ruff, 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 for his final form? Interesting. Interesting. Is he going to be some play on a bagel and beagle? I like the bagel dog beagle nut? one. I, 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 I like the bagel and beagle one for sure. I like that. Yeah, I've been trying to think since I saw this guy how they can make that name work, and I cannot tell you. Beagle? Beagle? That's just Beagle. (laughs) (laughs) Bay, like B-A-Eagle. Like, like, Pokemon's Bay. Bagel. Damn, Bagel is Bagel. You literally just said that. That's crazy. Um, right 
You know what? I say just, I say run with it. It'll be I. It'll be fine. So, that is hitting November 18th, I think. November 17th? Something. It's November. It's when Pokemon games come out. Next up, the August IGN first was revealed, and it is and has been for the last two weeks. Gotham Knights. We have seen a couple of deep dives so far. We got a gameplay segment the first 15 minutes of gotham knights played as batgirl they uh made it very clear from the jump you can pick any character but the demo they gave was batgirl i know you did watch this one kevin i did you're Um, a fan of the arkham games what are you feeling after seeing the latest footage of gotham knights it looks cool you know i mean like you know it looks it looks looks all right We'll see. Like you know, I'm just I'm just really just gonna be like, all right, let's just let's just take this take this game for what it is, and let's just assess upon playing because uh, you know some things I like, some things I didn't like. You know, like I don't I really couldn't tell. I really couldn't tell if like they just had really bad writing for the enemies, or that was the intent. Like that's what they were going for. You know, like they're like supposed to be that like wacky that like zany sounding you know mm-hmm. i'm not sure which one of the which it is but you know there was that because yeah, but like the enemies in the arkham games they're definitely like out there yeah yeah they're comical like it's the freaking bat you know um that's fair but i, I am with you i think it has an uphill battle because i think it's very clear it's not trying to be arkham but third-person Batman-adjacent game is going to be compared to Arkham no matter what, you know? So my hope is that, like you're saying, in playing it, it's great at what it's trying to do, and that is enough to make people be like, okay, well, it's not Arkham, but the thing it's doing is cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm still rooting for, like, a really cool, like, story reveal of some sort. Like, I'm still hoping for that, but Mm -hmm. we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. So there was the 15 minute demo. Uh, I think last week they showcased a uh, selection of all the different suits that you can collect in game. Uh, some pretty cool ones, uh, some originals for the game. And then this morning there was a like a character highlight for Red Hood. It was like one of those brief trailers. Like we got the one with Robin a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But have you uh, narrowed down who you're eyeing to play? When the game drops, based off of everything we've seen so far, yeah, it's either Bad Girl or Nightwing. I'm not sure which one. I I kind of I mean I'm gonna probably could, can you because it wasn't clear to me. Can you switch off like for every mission? Absolutely, yeah. That's what it is. Okay, so like so would it be like hey like this mission like you most likely want to play as Red Hood or whatever, right? Like is yeah. that okay? Okay, because like. I'm 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 more willing to do that just because I don't know a lot about the Bat family, right? Mm-hmm. So I hope that like this is gonna be a cool way for me to get more familiar with them. Um, but the one that looks the most fun probably Batgirl or or Nightwing. Um, nice. Red Hood Red Hood looks like the worst combat. Like Red Hood looks like not fun at all. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, really I bad. understand why it's the worst one. He's the only character using guns. He's like a ranged first character in this cast of melee characters. Like, if anybody was gonna be bad, it was probably gonna be him. I wasn't really interested in him in the from the jump. Um, 
but yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to look through this morning's thing, but everything from Red Hood, I'm like, playing co-op, Red Hood's up for grabs. Anybody want them? Not, because I'm not playing them. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm thinking Robin. I, I think Robin is an interesting, like, gadget-focused approach, and I like using those gadgets in the free flow stuff in Arkham, so hoping that there's some cool yeah. tools at the disposal for him, so... The last thing from you might have missed it. Going back to the patch notes for the week, uh, the Take Two Investors meeting happened. Last episode, we talked about Grand Theft Auto 6. Grand Theft Auto 5 has sold 170 million copies worldwide since it was released back in 2013. Is that a surprising number? Is that bigger than you expected? Or is this lower than you expected? I don't know. No, it's probably what I expected. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, it's a lot. So, yeah. I actually learned blackjack from GTA Five this week. That was fun. I went to the casino oh, yeah, with the homies. In. Yeah, for a little bit. You know, hey, that that next-gen version, you know, it's, it's looking good. If you can hear the Roomba outside my bed, I don't know if that's coming on the mic. I can't. You can't? It might be on Perfect. the mic, but I, Discord's not picking it up. Perfect. Hopefully, it's not picking it up on the uh, recording. But, um... That's my Kevin's being attacked by uh, Thunderjaws people. A fucking or something. A dead ass Roomba. I said Roomba. The hell. A Roomba dead ass. Um, but not like yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, the GTA Five uh, PS5 version. It's, it's pretty nice. It's a nice addition. Nice one. But um, but yeah. You know, not shocked by these numbers at all. Really. So what? Like 170 million. 170 million. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Would you be surprised that um, one of the uh, rock star like reporters that I follow on Twitter, I, I'm forgetting their app, but their name is Ben, um, did the math for GTA Total franchise sales to narrow down uh, what the definitive edition sold? Did you see that number? The trilogy? Mm, no. I didn't see so, that. The estimation, I'm trying to see if there was an actual like follow-up about this, but the estimation was about 10 million copies sold for the uh, Definitive Edition trilogy that nice. was a botch. So. Oh, the, 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 the GTA one. Yes, Yikes. the remasters. Yikes. Well, yeah, I, I still haven't bought those. I don't know if I ever will, but... Is... There's not one on PlayStation Plus, right? There used to be. It was GTA Three, I think, was up there. I think it was. Oh, was GTA that when it was still now? Yeah, when it was now. I, I don't know if there's anything on. They're they're definitely not on plus. They might be on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say probably not. No. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, clearly did well enough for what kind of uh, package that was. So. Again, very interesting to see what Rockstar's plan is moving forward post these numbers. Uh, worth shouting out, we also got numbers on Red Dead 2. Red Dead 2 has sold since it launched in 2018. 45 million copies. It is now the ninth best-selling game of all time, and Red Dead as a franchise has sold 68 million copies. So that's roughly three times... As much, almost, as Red Dead 1. Damn. Good for them. 
Damn, so many people don't know about John Marston's story, huh? Damn, that's wild. Yeah, wouldn't it be cool to play that again? It would be cool. It would be cool. It would be cool. I mean, dude, at this point, I've really given up to the point where there's that 4K version on the uh, the Xbox. I'll Whenever I get a 4K, 4K setup, I'll just play it on there. I'll play it again. Tonally, going to be all over the place, but <laughs> it'll look okay. You know? You don't want to hold out for that for that remake? Slash remake. Yeah, in twenty forty when they are done with GTA six. Nah, I think it'll be within within the decade, bro. Come right. on now. Within the decade, well, you know. I have a little faith, Arthur. God damn it. Speaking of Arthur having some faith, it's time for pots. Pots, 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 pots. Backlog season has been here or there for a while. Uh we were talking before the show. There's some notable games releasing soon but we got what like uh you said roller drum is this month we got midnight flight express this month last of us part one at the beginning of september um Gotham Nights in Sa- october saints row sure saints row um there's there's probably some more stuff it just doesn't like i don't think it's that empty i mean bro, i mean maybe i'm being like an ass i don't know i don't think it's that empty right i mean there's games out there you know right <laughs> sure like, i don't think i don't think the idea is that it's empty i think it's that for some people there's just not a bunch of compelling releases in the next couple months you know like obviously the internet cannot wait for god of war um <coughs> me personally i'm super excited for pokemon and callista protocol but like until then, I'm kind of just like coasting. I'll, I'll pick up something if it seems interesting to me. Like Midnight Fight Express, I'm gonna play. Um, t- tentatively picking up Gotham Knights at launch, uh, and then Pokemon. You know, so like I got some gaps. I'm sure there's gonna be some small st- things that pop up here or there. Um, you definitely have your plate a bit more full coming up with part one. But the point of the conversation that I wanted to talk to you about was cracking open the backlog. What is the things you're looking forward to? You're most looking to finally check out or revisit maybe in the time between the releases you're super excited for. Yeah. Um, there's a definitely a few ones. Um, the one that's probably the most immediate depending on, how I feel about Mass Effect 2's ending, which should be positive. A lot of people tell me it's really good. You told me it's really good for the ending. Um, Mass Effect 3 might have to get played immediately after Mass mm-hmm. Effect 2. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and I'd be definitely down to do that for sure. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not really any big RPGs releasing the rest yeah. of this year, you know? Uh, if Crisis Core hits, but I doubt it. Well, that's like early. I mean, that's 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 Q four. That can bleed into next year. From yeah. Plus, said, right? Yeah. Winter twenty twenty two or where the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, and like Crisis Core is a very different type of RPG than uh, Mass Effect is. Like technically, based off what we've seen, Gotham Knights is also an RPG, but like Mass Effect is a different kind of RPG that we honestly don't get frequently anymore so i i do have another big western rpg to that scale that i would like to play this year but i'm not really like 
you know, really going to be hurt if I don't be it this year, right? Um, and we'll get to that later. But definitely Mass Effect 3, um, things that are more up in the front, Rollerdrome, definitely going to check that out. Definitely going to check that game out. I'm really, I'm really excited for that game, for sure. We're really, really, really excited for it. Um, you said Midnight Fight Express as well? Mm-hmm. Those both of those games seem like the small enough games that I think I can get through before part one. You know, mm-hmm. I think those two will fit nicely in there before part one. Definitely want to double je- double back at some point to play the um, Isle of Bugsnacks DLC. Definitely want to do that. Just just a little a little two hour joint right there. But do you have anything like that? Like any of anything that's like kind of like a smaller thing that you want to like double back to or something like that. I mean, as far as smaller things go, uh, by the end of this year, like I still have to check out uh, Sifu because I think that's going to be oh, a big yeah. conversation uh, for Goaty stuff. So I'll, I'll. That's not like immediately one that I'm I'm dying to get my hands on, but like, come time for the conversation with everybody, I'm. I'd like to have. It, it's not super long, right? It's like no, it's not long. It's five stages. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'd like to, if not beat it, at least see most of it by the time we talk. But like I said, that's not one I'm like really, really feeling right now. Um, I did. Speaking of what we were just talking about, uh, and the fact that I do not think we're getting a patch or anything else anytime soon, I finally started a fresh save in Red Dead Two that I'm just gonna chip away at for the rest of the year here or there. Um. Love that game, like, to death, and I've been thinking about it a lot lately with all the news, and it's been four years, so, like, I feel like I'm due for a replay, and just, like, really, really separating myself from the conversation at the time, and just sort of, like, seeing how I feel about it today, so, um, I already kicked that off, so I'm probably just gonna be picking that up here or there, like I said, I got to chapter two, and then sort of just, uh, explored a little bit, and then you know, got back to other things, mm. but yeah, I, I think in terms of like a big thing, just to like revisit here or there as the other releases pop up, it is Red Dead. Um, and then later this year, I don't remember if this got delayed out of the year yet, or if this is still by the end of 2022, but ideally I'll have Red Dead done by the time the next gen version of The Witcher comes out. Because that's another one. Haven't played that since 2015. Love that game. So like. That's set to hit the end of the year. And there's not really these big. Massive RPGs. Or like immersive experiences that. Are on my plate. For the rest of 2022. And I'm kind of feeling those right now. So those are two that come to mind. Like immediately for things that I. Am looking forward to. Spending some time with. For sure. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Um, let me look at my because I this uh pot is definitely brought to you unsponsored, but could be sponsored by GG. Difficult to use that. Um, yes, GG app dot io. If you don't yeah. have a mobile device, but if you do, it's GG dot or GG app. I think in the store, something like that. Some yeah. it, you'll you'll y'all will find it. You're smart. You're smart. Um. Star Wars Skywalker Saga. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna get to it this year. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. There's one I was texting y'all about 
that I'm I'm very much intrigued. I was watching a uh, history of Metal Gear Solid, and we got to Metal Gear Rising, and that joint looked fun. That one looks real fun, but I don't know if there's a way I can play it right now. It's off of PS mm-hmm. now, right now with with the new plus. Um, I mean, I do have a PS3, you know. So I mean, like, it's not like the worst thing in the world to dig it up and plug it in and and find a PS3 copy, but sure, you know, there's that. I'm telling you right now, Omar will murder all of us if we don't do that as a as an epilogue to the long play Metal Gear Saga because. He gave me his copy of Revengeance when he gave me the PS3 to borrow for the Metal Gear playthrough, and he keeps asking about it. So. Oh no, we we definitely will. We we definitely will double okay. back at some point for mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, there's that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's pretty much you know the bulk of it. You know, Gotham Knights and definitely gonna check out. I feel like there's something in October that I'm missing. Let me see. I feel like there's something in October, bro. Or maybe I'm tripping. Let me see this. Uh, oh, they're scoring. Have fun with that, y'all. Um, yeah. Okay. No, October. Overwatch 2. That's a big one. Overwatch 2. Uh, I'm definitely going to check out the Resident Evil DLC. Resident Evil Village sure. DLC. Yeah. Yeah. O- October, there's a lot going on. At least for me, at least, I feel like, you know. Overwatch mm-hmm. 2, a multiplayer for sure. Gotham Knights, Modern Warfare 2 campaign, and a multiplayer for sure. And then Resident Evil uh, DLC. Yeah, yeah out sure. of all those, the Resident Evil DLC is absolutely getting played. Um, I'll probably try Overwatch because that's free. Mm. So I'll, I'll hop in for a few games. But yeah, it is, it is definitely lighter on my side. And I think that's why I'm looking more towards either things I didn't miss this year or... Uh, things that i've been thinking about for a while you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so in, in terms of smaller games from the beginning of this year like elden ring consumed me for a month so i don't know if i missed anything else oh kirby kirby i still haven't checked out kirby's a cool game kirby yep that's fun that's fun um was there anything else that you were really into at the beginning of the, like I, besides horizon anything else oh like stuff i missed um or like, what do you mean? Or that like, a or mystery. maybe not stuff that you missed, but stuff that you enjoyed that you would recommend, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you're not playing Horizon, um, but no. let me see for the list for this year. Um, I would recommend Tower. I mean, you haven't played Returnal yet, but you know, there's a Tower of Sisyphus, um, Wonderlands. I enjoyed, but I know Borderlands is not your style, so there's that. Um, yeah, other than Sifu, Neon White, you definitely got to play Neon White. Oh, for sure, yeah, that's... You definitely got to play Neon White, yeah. absolutely. 100%. That is on the list. Um, and Stray as well. Even though Stray, like, yo, people yo, people keep saying, you know, Goatee, right? I enjoyed Stray, but, like, guys, like, we... Come on, guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, like, it's not... It's not the best game of 2022, you know? Yeah, like, but I... It's, but it's, but it's, it's great. It's a good game. It's fun. But come on, guys. Let's just, you know, pipe it down. Pipe it down. You know? I respect it, and I love how much people love it, and I think it's cool that there's a game that is so focused on being a cat simulator, but I'm good, I think. I do think that you would enjoy it. I'm sure I would. I do. But, but like, I'm not going to sit here and try to say that I enjoyed Stray better than Horizon Forbidden West. 
you know, like yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Like, yeah, like it's yeah. it seems neat, but I like I look at that and I don't feel like oh this is something that I've been waiting my whole life for or like this is the game I need to play or, um, even in terms of just like being a fun way to spend six hours, I I could just play Neon White, you know, I could do several other things that I'm more excited about playing and I think I'd probably like more. So, mm. Mm. no disrespect, looks cool. That's a meow button. That's great. You know, it is no like it's it's a it's I I fucking miss that little stray cat. You know, little mm-hmm. homie, little homie. It's a good time. It's a good time. But you know, it's not. I really I really need to pipe down. You know, it's like do you yes mm-hmm. l- like in the same bracket of like the higher end indies like the strays like the cane the bridge of spirits etc. You know what I'm saying? But you know it's 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 the it's the it's the bottom of that bracket. If we keeping th- it real with everyone, you know, I think last time we talked about Stray, I asked you if you like like ranking it amongst the the big PlayStation indie highlights. But yeah. I guess now time removed. Do you see a like? Is it? Do you have a semblance of a top ten for the year so far, or like do you think oh. Stray would hang in that? Or uh, yeah, Stray of top ten releases for this year. Yeah, I think that Stray can be in there. Um, but my, I've played a lot less games this year. Just a lot of shit's happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very much like way less than what I have played in years past. Like 2019 was 42, 2020 was 53, 2021 was 54. And we're only at 20, about to be 21 games in the middle of August of 2022, you know? So we're, we're, we're definitely, uh, you know, behind on my usual like gaming amounts that I usually do, and a lot of that is is Kingdom Hearts, right? A lot of that is definitely Kingdom Hearts, but like a lot of it's other stuff too. Um, but sure, I don't well, know on no. the backlog still, right? You're still shipping away through that. Oh yeah, yeah, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, we're recording on the end of the, end of the month, so we definitely took a lot of time to get through the 358 over two days. Um, mm-hmm. Play through just because like a lot of people are busy right now. Um, so yeah, I start Birth by Sleep next month, I believe. So enjoy you know, that. savor it. There's that, but yeah, like having those Kingdom Hearts games definitely does like hold up. Like the other games I would have got to and would have played definitely get mm-hmm. held up by Kingdom Hearts this year. Um, for for better or for worse, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, definitely well, got some more Kingdom Hearts to go to. Like it's gotten to the. Oh, go ahead. I thought that we would be. I thought we would be able to wrap up the Kingdom Hearts playthrough by the end of this year. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it will either. There's no there, shot. You, you got like 358, not 358, uh, Birth by Sleep, fantastic game. So goddamn good. But it is an RPG, if there ever was one in that series. Um, and then Dream Drop isn't as long or it doesn't feel as long i don't think uh three is decently sized three is like 25 hours at least maybe 30 so yeah yeah yeah, we'll see we'll see where we're at for me though right now uh i'm looking at the games i've beaten this year like near replicant took like 80 hours from me i put a lot of time into that game um and then 
I, I've gotten to this point where looking ahead, there is just so much space for me that I'm, tr I, I've decided I wanted to replay a lot of games that in my head are like some of my favorites of all time to like really see them against each other. That's why I played Jack and Daxter and Uncharted 2 and now Red Dead is next on that list. So I'm, I'm, tr I'm trying to slowly sort of assemble a new favorites list, but um, yeah, as soon as releases start hitting again, like once Midnight Fight comes out, I'm for sure, like I'm pausing everything else I'm doing. I'm playing that until it's done. Mm -hmm. Then probably picking back up with Red Dead and then, you know, once that's done, who's to say what else? I, I, I have a list put aside of all the things that I want to get to to see how they stack against each other. And um, yeah, without even realizing it, uh, when I finished Replicant, I'm like, I, well, I got to add that to the done list because I really love that game. So uh, not making it easier on myself, really, at all. But yeah, a bit of a light year for me. And I mean, so far for you, like you said, later than last year in terms of your own um, playtimes, right? Yeah, way behind, so. but it's all good. Yeah. Because I'm curious how we feel at the end of the year, but I do think in terms of releases, I might like this year more than last year in terms of new releases. You might like this year more than last year. Last year was, uh, let me see what we got. We had Outriders. Pulling up my Goaties list. Uh, we had the Yuffie DLC. We had the Hawkeye K Bishop DLC. We had um, Iki Island. We had Fist. We had Life is Strange, Kana, Guardians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This year is probably better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like absolutely. I'm looking at I'm looking at my goatee list last year. My top three were Metroid, Village, and Monster Hunter. Oh yeah, Village is somewhere in here. Yeah, no, no, for sure, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I loved Dread, but this year, like, I really enjoyed Elden Ring. Uh, Witch Queen is like my favorite Destiny expansion they've ever done. Pokemon Legends Arceus is straight up a dream game in a lot of ways. Um. And, like, lately it's slowed down a little bit, but there's, like, Callisto, I think, is going to hopefully be everything I want it to be. So I think this overall is probably shaping up to be stronger than last year, despite me sort of not really playing anything new lately. So we'll see how it pans out, I guess. Indeed. 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 Last question. Yes, sir. We have two... I think two. Well, I won't count the PlayStation thing in September. We have a notable presentation coming up with uh, Gamescom. What, next week? Week after? I think it's a week after, yeah. The 28th, I think, something like that. Yeah, I feel like if there was ever a time to like have any other last-minute like small releases announced for a date or things that haven't been dated yet that are just still 2022, it's probably in the next couple weeks, so... There's always a chance that something else gets added in here. Like, there's a chance that Silk Song just releases on a random Wednesday. But, yeah. Is there anything you're holding your breath on for getting a date still? Or have you given up on anything that hasn't been dated yet? Um, 
Because there's stuff like Little Devil Inside. Um, there's... See, a star's got pushed already, right? Yeah. Yep. And then we got, like I said, I Silk Song. Um, I feel like there's other stuff for 2022 that's sort of just like still floating out there. But... Yeah, see, a star's in 2023. There's probably some shit at Gamescom I'll care about. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We'll so. see. We will. But Kevin, until then, where can everybody find you? You, you to the comments of Blazing Source, Road to Part 1, we're two episodes in. This this week's episode is going to get people mad. Can't wait for that. Y'all want to know the title? Oh. You know what? I'm going to tell you. Why give not tell you the towel? Tease. Why not tell you the towel? What if Abby <laughs> was in The Last of Us remake? Yes, sir. We're going to tackle that topic. You know what I'm saying? Um, enjoy Kevin, that. if she was in it, I'd be buying it. I'm sure you would. It, it would also ruin the entire franchise. Not for what you it, think. Not no, yeah, you're right. But it definitely would break the logic, but it's fine. We're going to talk about yeah. it if it if it if it weren't to break the whole like reveal of part 2, right? If it weren't we're going to silo it into like this hypothetical future, right? If Abby mm -hmm. was in part 2. I mean part 1, Last of Us. Um and yeah, so we're we're talking that this week, my boy Peter Spatek. Very very fun time doing that and um yeah we're uh we got psvr2 talk on the channel spider-man pc remastered on the channel i am gonna start doing that now i'm gonna start covering these playstation games that, that are coming to pc you know nice really sat down i'm like why aren't you you know why aren't you really? it's a good point you know so it makes sense to you know a playstation game is a playstation game you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying except if you play on the xbox then it's not um yeah. MLB the show is still a PlayStation game, Kevin. No, it's a PlayStation game on everything else, but you know, Game Pass. Let's not talk about sure. that. Um Yeah. Twitter happiest Twitter happiest source fits. All that all that fun stuff. I'm gonna go uh continue my recovery of COVID nineteen. Very nice. I did do a very fast search. But Tales from the Borderlands, the new one is still stopped. Nebulous twenty twenty two. Like I said, a little devil inside. Um, there was another one that I just saw. Uh, a Somerville from the Limbo Inside people. There's still th some things that could get some dates, you know. And Borderlands feels like it would be a a Keeley thing whenever it shows up if it's Game Awards are here, but maybe maybe we we'll get some dates. Yeah, and like you said, Crisis Core, Crisis Core could still hit. Yeah. Oh, I would love to end the year with Crisis Core. Fuck yeah. Give me that. Mm. Mm. Well, Give me that. Well, you can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Chun2D2. You can find the show on Twitter at JoyClicks. Tweet now whenever we got stuff going up. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play, anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you can rate and review on your given platform, it would be appreciated if you did because it takes a quick second and helps the show out a bunch. Uh, you can also support us further on Patreon, patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. Five bucks will give you producer credit on every show we produce like Aaron Easton and Jose Garcia. So thank you very much. And that is Gamescast 115. Next week, I am traveling. So we got an off week and Kevin and I will reconvene the following week to see what's going on. Roller Drum will be out by then. Will you have impressions? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably. 
hopefully yeah. you know uh, if, I, if i get a particular email that i may or may not be waiting for you know we'll sure hopefully uh midnight fire express is also out on the 23rd and that is the day before we record again so yeah look forward to impressions on midnight fight and potentially roller drum but until then it's pizza time it's pizza time <laughs>